Welcome to episode 5 of Broken Men, a Song of Ice and Fire role-playing game actual play podcast. We return to our party of deserters as they slip through the wilderness of the Riverlands, avoiding people and any signs of habitation for fear that they will be identified as cravens who fled the battle of the Green Fork. The archery skills of the Ironborn Dagon, the hard-fought experience of Selsword Roderick, and the strange, warging abilities of Harold have kept them alive so far. But a silent trio will soon put them on a new course. Uh, we find Dagon, Harold, and Roderick um, living off the land, on the land, murdered on the land, traveling through the riverlands, uh, trying to avoid any human habitation. I'll say a few days go by. Keep moving, carefully avoiding any people, any villages, any anybody who might recognize that you are a band of deserters. Well, did you guys still want to avoid people? Yeah, more or less. We're, we're good like, we, we, we are changed our clothes. Mm-hmm. So, so now you just look like um, bandits wearing yeah. bloody, tattered armor and clothing. Yep. Not at all suspicious. Mm-hmm. I'm just an old man coming through. Wearing <laughs> chainmail with a few suspicious holes. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a souvenir from the wars. What are you wearing? I'm wearing the uh, chainmail. Were you chainmail? Yeah. No, there, there were some armor changes. Yeah, no, no. I just, I just. I'm wearing a breastplate. Yeah. Just keep upgrading the tin can. Tin can. He's the one who's doing the all the other armor stuff. It's just heavy. Heavier the armor. Waiting for my full tin can armor. It's gonna be great. Gonna have to get that fitted, probably. All right. So was the plan still to make for Seaguard? Seaguard. Yeah, it was going to be Seaguard, and then I think we were going to continue northward. A boat might be. Boat, yeah, we See might. See if you can get a boat. See if you can get passage. And north by any means necessary. Negate another player's use of spend destiny point. <laughs> I use my destiny point. Counter destiny. As you continue heading northwest and westward to Seaguard, the land starts to become more uh, marshy. You can still stick to high ground from here to try to move around it, so it's not too bad that you can see to the north, uh, spreading out, there's what's known as the Hag's Mire. It's wet, it's swampy, and it looks not too pleasant. There are a few roads that are uh, like built up and elevated that cut through the marshes, but you are very, you'll be very visible if you travel through there because, you know, it's a flat marshy area and then there'll just be a road. So if you're trying to avoid scrutiny, you're going to want to try to stick to the hills south and kind of slowly move around okay. the wire on the way to Sea Garden. Yeah. I do not want to go through the mud here. Um, so as you keep heading west, um, there's you know some small streams that you have to forward. Take some time. Um, so after your experience the Werewood Grove, uh-huh. or at least sleeping on the stumps of the Werewood Grove, um, every night when you camp out, you have 
strange dreams, all three of you. In your dreams, you see a shadowy figure with a cowled face that follows you at a distance. No matter what you do, you cannot catch this figure which moves with an animal-like speed away from you, but it is always watching, but silently. Mostly. So we are camping? So I'm, well, I'm saying this is like, I'm speeding it up over the okay. course of several days. Um, you're traveling, we won't make you fight a pack of wolves every single day. <laughs> that said, uh, can I use notice in my dream? Probably not. Alright. <laughs> Just wanted to see if I could get some details from the dream. Well, I guess after the dream, if you reflect on it... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Alright, let's, let's see what happens. You notice little things. Right after the first dream, Harold. Well, like alright, that well, would be being a formidable group. It does not make it, I take it. You reflect on the dream, and you... You recognize it reminds you of the face of the stranger in some of the seps in the south. You're you're an old soldier. You've been here, there, and back again. So you've probably been in a sept at least a few times, even if only to burn it down. Um, so you you are reminded of the stranger. All right. He's he's going to be thinking about on this a few days as we as we go on then. But after the that first dream with the, the mermaid lady and mm-hmm. the what was it elk or stag? It, it was a moose. 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 He, he just he, he just looks like he's seen a ghost and his face is just quiet and he's kind of quiet quieter. All right, so you're still moving, <clears throat> um, avoiding people. Should I do a orientation to? Sure. Actually, I can use frost or do orientation. Well, uh, I guess frost would give you could assist you. Okay. That would make sense because mm-hmm. bird can fly up and get a better view. So we have three horses, a hound, a wolf. He's not half survival. Uh, an orientation, I got a sixteen. On orientation, to get our okay, get our um, bearings. I'm going to say because you have such a good survival skill, and you have basically three animals, one of which can fly, helping you orient. My Corey, um, you're you're very good at about about avoiding. So you can spot villages from quite a distance. You can spot parties of armed men um, or workers going out to work in the field. So you're very able, and since there's just three of you on horses, you can cut through the backcountry and um, leave, leave a very solitary existence. Nice. Um, I believe we got five XP last time. Uh, sure. Oh, okay. Your, your crow is flying around, flying around, and you notice um, jolting down a narrow trail uh, nearby through the forest is a cart pulled by a mule. The cart is loaded with bundles, pots, jars, tools, and supplies. Uh, three women walk alongside, dressed in gray habits, cowls, and veils. It's a 
One is softly whistling. I'll prop up on ours. Uh, there's a, a carpenter buying some women. Very women. Easier first. They have bells. <gasps> he said I should talk to women more. It's the idea. Cart full of supplies? We could use some more supplies. Dogs. You've been out in the backcountry for several days now, so you're probably running low on supplies. Uh, you, you're foraging as you go, catching the occasional mm-hmm. you know, uh, wildlife, rabbits and such. But you've also got you know three hungry animals to feed. Uh, and then there's the, you know, the wolf and the hound. Oh, yeah. They need some uh, So how would you like to proceed? Do you want to try to follow them? Do you want to introduce yourselves? Do you just want to... Keep going somewhere else. You want to go talk to him, or want yeah, to... let's talk to him. Let's get some news as to what's going on too. We choose talking. <laughs> All right, so That's the murder hobo decides you fight with their words instead of their swords. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> and I don't really notice their garb or they're or... they're they're dressed in gray. Gray. Uh, wearing gray habits, cowls, um, so head coverings, and they are wearing veils. The only thing you can see is their eyes. Do they? Do I know maybe what their uh, style of clothing is from? Or you would probably be familiar with the Silent Sisters, at least. I've heard stories of the Silent Sisters. Are they part of the church? They are part of the Faith of the Seven. Oh. They are. Um, One of them's whistling. So the. Um, I'm very they are a religious order of nuns, essentially, that are tasked with caring for the dead. Oh. So, so imagine a religious order of women through the, through the faith of the seven that their primary responsibility is dealing with uh, corpses and dead people. And they don't have a vow of silence or anything? Or? Well, they're called the Silent Sisters. There's one whistling. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, we step out on the road. I... Well, okay, so you're going to try to catch up with them. Um, but as you uh, move through the forest, um, the women proceed down the trail and emerge into a, a field. Uh, surrounded by low stone walls. Um, as you approach the edge of the wooded area and look out onto it, you can see that a battle was fought here, and there are bodies littering uh, the ground. Uh, this explains why they're here. Um, How recent is this battle? Uh, what do I have to roll to determine? Uh, I'll, I'll say from your experience, you can tell that it was, it's been a day or two. Oh. It's been a few days. Some of the, the bodies are starting to look uh, loaded. Um, as the women arrive, some crows kind of fly away. But, um, crow brought flies to it. Right. Um, hey, Wilma, free food. Uh, you can tell that most of what has value has already been looted. Mm. Um... So you can, as you look out, um, any weapons or, or armor or shields that are remaining are broken or cracked or damaged as to not 
have much value <clears throat> at this point. Um, you know, guys, I think I have an idea. What if we traveled with these people, like they're taking the bodies out somewhere, we help them out, we get our news, we're able to go with them over to whatever, wherever they're lodged up. Nobody's really going to bother us because we're in the presence of these religious orders. Well, we should see if they're friendly, but well, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Travel with them. We'll say hi. Yep. All right. So I'm I'll, gonna go, s- I'll go with you. All right. So I'm going to step out, hold out my hands like no weapons, and I'm going to call it to them. You need some help? All right. So the three women um, look up at you. And uh, so, all, all three of you are visible, um, or are you hanging back? I'm, I'm hanging. Frost. Back. All right. Ripper. Oh no, I put the leash on Wilma. Also, the wolf is named Wilma. That's right. Okay. Wilma. <laughs> um, Free food, Wilma. Um, oh, I put in the bodies. All right. So the three women look up at you silently. I. Still hiding. Do I have to, do I have to stop that? Uh, you can if you want to, but... Hit. Hit. <laughs> well, I'm just going to walk up, present myself for service to help with the bodies or whatever else they need, so... Just to give them a good reasons. Do they accept? Um, the one who was whistling earlier... Looks at you, scrutinizes you, um, and kind of reaches out and touches the the pendant you have hanging around your neck. Mm-hmm. Or look down at it, look over at her, and she she nods um, and gestures at uh, for you to follow her. All right, I'll after. Okay, um, so they begin to. Um, uh, the three kind of uh, walk and clump to each other, and they whisper quietly to each other, such that you can't overhear what they're saying. Um, and then they, they get to work. All right. um, and one of them directs you to uh, take care of the mule and uh, makes a hand signal asking you to that you would you interpret as uh, unharnessing the mule and hobbling it so it doesn't wander off. All right, I do that. Okay. Do you hope to? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just basically making ourselves useful. All right. So as you're doing that, um, they start to fan out across the field. And um, as you're helping with Amelia, you can kind of keep an eye on them. One of them has uh, kind of a sketch pad, almost. And they go throughout the field, and you notice that they are oh, they're finding looking for a noble. So they stand over the body of someone who has uh, obviously was some sort of noble, mm-hmm. and they start sketching uh, the sigil mm-hmm. that is, that remains on their their tattered clothing. Um, and uh, then they retrieve some supplies from the back of the wagon, and they ask the the gesture that you should pick it up. And carry the supplies. Right. Um, and one of the jars, you can kind of uh, hear and feel something squirming inside it. 
Hmm. Well, that's weird. You shake it, it rattles. And they kind of um, shake their finger at you not to do that. I just kind of like... Well, it'd be a big jar. Oh. There's there's something scrambling around inside it. All right, so as after they've identified these these nobles, mm-hmm. and they've sketched out their, their sigils, and they've made some other markings, um, if you can read, which one of you can Readers. read? Dagon can read. I'm still hiding in the... I'm just... Oh, oh sir, so Dagon's far away, so you can't I am, see what they're writing. I about. am literate. All right. Um, Keeping an eye on. Appears to be a weird picture, some kind. Do they object to Wilma eating? There's also a couple of dead horses, and so they kind of snap their fingers and, and shoot a dog away from the humans. Oh, okay. They don't seem to mind him gnawing on the horses, though. Okay. Um, all right, so Harold, you can uh, peek over my shoulder, and you notice that they put down um, some numbers as well. And some, there's some words written down mm-hmm. to describe uh, who it is. So they bring out this equipment and they start erecting. Uh, they roll the body onto some canvas mm-hmm. and kind of erect enclosures. And they open up the jar and empty it out into this enclosure that they. Uh, and you can see it's full of uh, beetles. And there's also like some fluff and, and scraps inside it, uh, inside the jar to keep them hydrated and nourished. And once they dump it in, they then secure kind of a mesh over the top of it and start sprinkling water on top of the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they do this in turn. So you can see that the beetles seem very happy and start running around and nibbling on the bodies. Uh, There may be other more gruesome things you're doing, like um, removing the clothing and making some more puncture wounds, but we won't get too much. How many bodies did they do this to? Just the the nobles. Oh, okay. Uh, A handful of of noble, of of uh, obvious-looking nobles, considering they have somewhat finer clothing, I'm like, what, what about the other men? Um, so after they have started, they've arranged the beetles, mm-hmm. um, the important people, they walk back to the cart and they pull shovels out and hand them. Right. And, and start digging where they direct. And they move to the middle of the field and they start digging. Uh, shoveling. One large hole. Can I help out? Right, so two of you are helping out. You're still... Like kicking back, relaxing. <laughs> I'll even right. have a. Uh, so Dagon is relaxing in the forest, watching. I'll even have yeah. Ripper help. Oh, keep an eye out, just in case. But Ripper, Ripper, dig, dig a hole, dig a big hole, dig a big hole. Dig hole, dig a hole, no hole, no hole. <laughs> okay, so to recap, Ripper, Dagon dig is a hole. waiting and watching. Harold and Roderick are both... And Ripper. ...are working. Mm-hmm. Um, how are your various animals behaving? 
Wilma's eating. I, I'm now directing Ripper to dig a hole. Okay. I got a 30. All right, so enthusiastically. Dig a hole. Dig a hole, boy. And the uh, frost is just pecking at eyes. Okay. So they're not trying I'm to pecking. Uh, be friendly or anything like that to the to the Silent Sisters? Ripper's helping. Okay. He's digging but a hole. they're not like, you know, begging for treats or... Try to get petted or something. Well, I told Wilma she's probably going to eat a horse for a while, and Foster's just probably eating eyeballs. Like you said there. They haven't had a lot of meat to feed them, so... Okay. All right, so the day passes. Um, as it gets later, one of the Silent Sisters breaks off and prepares a camp. So she sets up, like, a tent and starts a fire, pulls out some... I'll help her with my food. survival skills. Alright. Oh, no lighter now. Alright, since you, um, so Dagon, I'm trying to remember these names since people listening can't seem to know what Dagon, you're sitting in the forest, you're quiet, you've got your bow, mm-hmm. so why don't you do a survival check to see if any wildlife wanders into view as you're. Stealthily being stealthy. Eight total. Eight total? Okay. Um, let's see what's a suitably um, delicious animal that can wander by. Any preference? Mammoth. Hmm? Mammoth. Mammoth. <laughs> Mammoth. <laughs> Um, you think you see a mammoth, but upon closer inspection, it just turns out to be a beaver. Oh, I don't think we get a mammoth. Uh, you are getting close to the marshlands. It is kind of there's a creek nearby. All right, so you managed to shoot a beaver. Yeah, yeah, I shoot a beaver. Congratulations. <laughs> um. Sure, Oregon State University fans will be outraged. <laughs> um, Don't worry, I'm sure I'll find a, a duck sooner. We befriend all the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, you managed to hunt down a beaver. Uh, do you want to? They've got the fire merrily roaring away, um, and they're you know, dragging bodies to this mass grave that they've dug. Yeah, alright. I'll help out with that one too. Just gonna leave the fire and such to you. I'm almost done. <laughs> alright, um. It's five more minutes. So, so they do light a fire. Yeah, there's a fire going. There, there's a fire going. So I will. I'll go ahead and. After getting the beaver, I'll kind of wander in and be like, oh, I saw the fire. I hate that guy. I got food. It's about time you you, you show up to help. I got food. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, um, Wilma. She, she turns the book. <laughs> Not Dagon the Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, they also um, pull out a fairly large uh, cauldron that they set over the fire, and they fill it with water from a nearby stream, 
and after it warms up, um, they kind of they erect like a, a screen and kind of shield themselves from view and go behind that and, and wash up. All right. So um, you can either fetch some water and heat it up, or do you just want to take a bath in the stream, or do you just want to skip the bath and probably bath time? Be be rugged, rugged men. I'm going to clean up after having dead bodies. Bath time. In the stream, or do you want to wait for the warm water? Stream. Okay. Stream. We've been pretty much doing that to avoid stuff anyway, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. So the, the boys take a bath in the stream, and the silent sisters erect a modesty screen so they can use the warm water to scrub down. Early. <laughs> Frost is eerily close by. Eerily, <laughs> for some reason, takes a nap. And the crow. You see, what's that? You see any attractive sheep? Uh, cre- no. Cre- <laughs> the crow is creepily interested in watching the sound system. Are, are they older women or? Uh, they range in age. There's one that's um, probably mid twenties. There's the mid twenties, mid thirties, and mid fifties. What about the whistling? Was she the older one? I'll say the middle one. Okay. So mid 30s. Yeah. The not so silent sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I just I doubt the logistics of an order that where everybody took a vow of silence mm-hmm. and had to do anything constructive because right. sometimes you just need to, <laughs> like, if you can write things out and pass each other notes. You're still communicating, mm-hmm. uh, especially in an age where almost no one is literate. <laughs> I'm going to assume, for the purposes of my own head canon, the Silent Sisters are allowed to talk amongst themselves, and there are going to be special occasions when they're allowed to talk to other people. And that the Silent Sisters is more of a general guideline. There's more than guidelines than actual rules. Yes. Welcome aboard the Silent Sisters, Coppin. Whatever your name is. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm just imagining one of them with that voice now. <laughs> and that's why they're all silent. <laughs> Nobody it, knows how to react to it. One of them has a beard! <laughs> they all have terrible West English accents. Um, <laughs> oh, you take that back to Papa Goso. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, back to the period of the hand. Alright, so after that, they um, they have some food that they put into the pot after they refill it, and they start boiling up the stew. Does anyone want to slice up the beaver and, and toss it in? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, nice... Fatty beaver tail probably lends a lot of flavor to the stew mm. or the soup. Mmm, sweet. All right, so as the sun sets and the night descends, you uh, serve uh, bowls of beaver soup. Well, I'm going to throw some of my veggies in there. Fresh veggies. Uh, they're appreciative, and they nod their thanks at you for, for contributing. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got the meat. Yeah. You're shooting there. 
recycling. The system murder. <laughs> Make sure he gets there. Murder. Yeah. I could have could have gone and said the beaver. Could have had a beaver. I could have built a dam. <laughs> All right. So I guess as, as you've had a good meal, mm-hmm. so you feel refreshed with that, um, scrubbed up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're sitting around this campfire, what else would you like to do? How am I supposed to talk to them if they don't talk? I will drug and then say, just try. It. So I speak up and say, Well, thanks for the meal, and I was hoping we could get some information. Um, the, the sisters kind of uh, look at each other, and one of them quietly says, What kind of information are you looking for? We have, as you can tell, we haven't been in the civilized world for some time. What's going on out here in this region? Uh, the one that spoke up earlier uh, shrugs and says, uh, One noble family fights another noble family, and men die. He thinks about that for a moment and he's like, Yeah, that sums it up pretty much. Where were you guys going? Or headed to? A group, um, sorry, Trinity voice is hard for me. <laughs> uh, bandits, uh, bandits from the south, the Britain north, they fight with the wolf's followers. And they have left a trail of dead throughout the riverlands. So we follow to collect the remains. Mm-hmm. Put the lowborn to rest and collect the remains of those nobles so that their family wishes to have their bones back. They, they may. So which direction would they be going then? I mean, back the way we came or? Uh, they ride back and forth. These men, she gestures out at what remains of the field uh, were Northmen. Mm-hmm. But they. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Whatever. <laughs> oh. The Northmen have won, won a great battle in the Whispering Wood. But still, small parties. Did you get this? Are vulnerable. Did you guys? Happened to tend to that battle? Uh, they not. Uh, was there any nobles lost to that fight? Did you remember? Many. Many? Um, many. Many. Many dead on all sides. Deception. Uh, seven. Any hornlets? You're deceiving that you don't care, or that <laughs> I, 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 I. I from the north, any hornwoods? Hornwoods. What? What is a hornwood? What is their sigil? A 
the moves. Okay. Um, I believe uh, his name would have been Daryl. He would have been in the Lord Wolf's Vanguard. The young boy? That, that's a 16 on my act check to back him up. I just kind of put my hand on his shoulder and say, he's lost a few friends among them. He's been wondering uh, what news there might be. Uh, <clears throat> he's a little he's a little older than me. But... Uh, yes. The, the older one interrupts and says, yes. I intended to one with a, a moose on his breast. Uh, he was almost a man grown. Perhaps, perhaps not. He was cut down in the whispering wood by, I believe, the Kingslayer. Off, fighting to defend his king. Oh, Kingslayer. Or so he is known. Uh, uh, a southern uh, lord from the the west. Harold's face turns white again, and he just kind of shrinks down. That's actually really interesting. I mean, like I have no idea about the whole Game of Thrones. Like interconnection or whatever, but I do know that that's the guy with the just chain your ass there. Well, technically, he still has his hand at this point. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> oh no, the guy you've seen on the internet with one hand has lost his hand. I'm sorry. Eventually. <laughs> at this point in the narrative, not. Yet. Um. <clears throat> well, uh, so yeah, Harold's face just turns white and he starts to shrink down and he. I just kind of clap your shoulder. I, I begin. You, I, I start my uh, hit list. <laughs> um, you. Harold may remember a dream in which he saw a young moose torn apart by lions. Oh. <laughs> now I get it. That's good. I'm guessing Harold is probably a little quiet and yeah, subdued now he's, at this point. He's kind of quiet and shrunken down now. Mm. He's kind of looking down. Harold, times like this, you know what I say? What do you think you expected on HBO? No, <laughs> 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 no, but all seriousness, I do think about this and what it's going to mean for our respective family, and then I ask them aloud. Where's the nearest, uh, where's the nearest town at this point? Hmm. I think I'm trying to gauge how far it is from our, uh, from where we want to go at this point. Um, because we were aiming for that port town, right guys? Seager, you can ask me about Seager. How close is Seager? I forgot the name. Seager, yeah. How close is Seager from here? Seager, Seager to the west? Roads on your horses. Um, a few days, perhaps a week. Mm. And how are the patrols and the people on them? Mm. Um, she nods. For those such as yourselves without a house, she gestures to the uh, blank spaces uh, on your your doublets and sigils that do not have. Any house. I'm a man of the world. 
kind of open to everyone. For those who wish to avoid scrutiny, it would take longer. But if you consult my notes to make sure I tell you, <laughs> I've got stuff prepared. Potentially. Preparation from a GM. This is the part where we run away. <laughs> <laughs> He's preparing to flee. If you follow this road to the north, uh, eventually you will come to the village of Seven Streams. Sorry. He's brought up the map. map. Uh, beyond that, you will find Seaguard. But the roads, the roads are full of armed men, Northmen, these uh, Brotherhood from the South. Brotherhood. They call themselves the Brotherhood. Those are self familiar, guys. But much like any of these houses or armies, they ride and they leave bodies in their way. Time to go full Robin Hood. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, sisters. Appreciate it. Will we share your camp for the night? They nod. Alright. Okay, so that's planned out. Let's set up a watch. Mm. Just in case. Yep. <laughs> You want to go first, or yeah, I guess because yeah, okay. you're pretty much the freshest out of all of us after our work in the field. Yeah, since someone did dig a hole and drag bodies around, dig a hole, dig a hole. <laughs> all right, so who's going to take the first watch? All right, Dagon. Dagon is taking the first watch. I'll take third. I'll I'll take second, but I'll do it lazily and just have Wilma. <laughs> All right. So Mark, do we hear anything? As you, as everyone uh, goes to sleep, the uh, the nuns uh, retreat to their tents, and you can hear the soft sounds of snoring. To mix with that, you can hear the beetles skittering and gnawing. <laughs> the buzzing of flies around the nobles. Uh, but the night passes without much excitement. Uh, so you're all well rested and um, Harold appears to do a terrible job of keeping watch. Uh, because he looks like he's sleeping <laughs> as his dogs um, paw around uh, the edge of the, the camp. Um, one of the uh, Silent Sisters wakes up first. She emerges in her her garb and gives you a quick tap with her foot to try to wake you up. Oh, I'm in River. I know, so, but oh, she sees oh. Harold there sleeping. Kind of a lot. So the dog is very <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so she scratches Ripper behind the ears and says, oh, "Good dog." Very quiet. 
All right, and then she goes around and uh, goes to the wagon, gets some breakfast materials, and starts making uh, biscuits on the coals of the fire. I'll just kind of patrol around. All right. The other uh, sisters wake up, and one of them uh, goes around and starts inspecting the, the beetles. Mm-hmm. And um, right, so that's so that's their day. Um, they're not planning on leaving the mm. site. They have to give them a day or two to let the beetles do their work. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to travel with these asylum sisters, or do you want to move on without them? Mm. What does the group want to do? Where are you guys headed? Um, We will follow follow the trail of the dead, wherever it leads. Travel with them part of the way? Well, at least up to the point that we get to our... Uh, well, we don't know where they're heading. Because they, they give us directions. They go the but that doesn't way. mean they're going to go that direction. Are you, you guys headed to the north or Seaguard? For now. For now? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, sure. We'll travel with them as uh, as long as they're continuing north. Dig a big hole? Dig a big hole? Huh? Huh? Getting back to digging. Oh, okay. I would say uh, yesterday they managed to get most of the. Oh. I'll say the bodies of the lowborn are now. Are in there? Oh. Yeah, they're in their cover. Okay. Um, probably not very deeply, but. Um, so after um, inspecting. The work of the beetles, and you can tell that just even overnight, the beetles have done a lot of munching. A lot of munching. Take a look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's um. If you don't like bugs, you're not comfortable with dead bodies. It would be a little unsettling. I'll look at the beetles. <laughs> Skin shading into a beetle. Uh, if you want to. Um, he looks at them for a minute. He thinks. It's like, well. Um, so it's an insect. <laughs> the the silent sisters make the rounds. One of them um, gets a jar of water from the stream and wets down um, the, the scraps of cloth laid out on top of the bodies that the beetles are gnawing away at. And. Um, one of them is also now looking, fetching large rocks from the stream bed and building kind of a circle of rocks around the mass grave in the field. I will assist her with that. So that's how they pass their day. Um, I'll assist. Okay. Name so they, they, uh, they stop for lunch at the heat of the day and rest. Tell Ripper and Frost to go hunting. The boys okay. go hunt. I will. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go with the dogs and assist them in the hunt. Oh, okay. Well, I am just scared. gonna <laughs> stick over with the <laughs> sisters. And and Frost just lands on your shoulder. 
All right, so we'll balance oh, the... He'll uh, keep a lookout. Mm. Oh, he'll mark if he sees anything. We'll balance the karmic equation in Oregon and say that you see a flock of ducks. <laughs> uh, fly, fly over and land in, in the stream. You've got... Ripper Luma. Two dogs with you, so... Um, hmm. Do you want to... You can roll survival for both. Okay. The dog and the wolf, you can roll survival. What's your survival? Minus three, so... Uh, well, you can roll separately, so each of you is okay. trying to get... gotcha. Get ducks. Great, that makes Ripper and the, the river's just going to pop out of the bush and, like, laugh. Great. What does Ripper have for survival? Or does Ripper yeah, have survival? Pretty, yeah, yeah, he's pretty, they're pretty good at survival. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to help Wilma. Well, yeah, he's find help. out which one's higher. He's going to help Wilma. Yeah. Assist. Oh, and I forgot. Important. Aha! Important! Important. Important, important. <laughs> you reflect on your dream and you realize, hey, I could kill some duck. <laughs> duck hunt. <laughs> Have you hunt? seen that new, uh, that VR version of Duck Hunt? It's creepy. They all that, all that, duck hunt. All that horror game. They turned Duck Hunt into a horror game. You're a duck? No, no, no like, you're, uh, like you're like a kid who's, who gets the Duck Hunt game. You play it. A dog inside the video game starts. It's a first-person like horror movie, basically. <laughs> That's a hit part. <laughs> okay, well, it's, it's nice. People are destroying the fun nostalgia I have. <laughs> uh, Twenty-three. Twenty-three for just one of them or both of them? Um, really? they were helping each other. Okay. Wilma and Ripper were working together. You got a modifier in there as well. Um, I got a tap. <laughs> Alright, so Dagon is extraordinarily proud of himself for bringing back a pair of ducks. Um, and then as he's uh, confidently and cockily striding back to camp, you see Ripper and Wilma run by somehow dragging like a dozen ducks. Wilma eats one. So, uh, many... There's lots and lots of ducks for lunch and for dinner and for breakfast the next day. We have supply. And if anything, Wilma and, and Ripper probably located a, a nest full of duck eggs too. So oh. we've got that's actually really good. Got eggs for breakfast. Frost has two eggs in tow. <laughs> All right, so there is a feast, a feast of duck and duck eggs. Oh, I know how to make. Omelets. Some strange Essos <laughs> recipe. Sounds boring. Okay, so. I'm under from the maester. Alright, oh. so I'll just say, I'll jump forward a day or two. You spend time with the Silent Sisters. Um, after dark, they're willing to talk a little bit quietly. Um, on the second night, I think I'm going to ask one of them, says, Do you know the portent state of these? Um, they nod. Uh, the older one says, you, you wear the symbol of the stranger. 
is the, the guardian or the, the one who takes people to their just reward. I like that. Whether it be the seven hells or the seven heavens or something else. Works for us. Actually, I will say something else. We uh, we found these uh, woman was trying to run away from these two men, or trying to kill them for it. We killed them, but we couldn't do anything to save her. Do you have any idea what that might have been about? There are certain orders who hold such things as this sacred, considered powerful. So, was this a, a septa? I tell, I tell them about this, the burning sept. Raiders. Well, I also they give a little cold smile and say, we, we fulfilled a lot of justice that day. <laughs> so it sounds that you delivered justice from the stranger, such as it is. Hopefully there were silent sisters who uh, prepared the dead. I think back to those bodies that I laid in the heat, the fact that I laid in them, and it all of a sudden acting like it's all going to say. Yes. Is this a deception roll? Um, deceiver. Let's see. Fourteen. To bluff. To bluff? Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, such as it is in this world. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you continue to question them, they will uh, begin a long and uh, elaborate description of uh, theology in the faith of the seven. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. After a while, Rails. it helps you. Rails. You certainly feel sleepy. Uh, werewolves, werewolves. Fall <laughs> <laughs> <On> the trail, God. <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, all three of you are heathens. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the digging. Fall the trail, gosh. Oh, right. to the werewolves. And I don't he falls a tree. I don't actually worship anything yet. And, and no, not the seven. I'm just a survivalist for now. So, but the faith of the seven sounds really tree. interesting. Well, so. Technology. He's open to the concept of right. Yes. All right. Anyone want to take a break besides? Yeah. yeah go ahead. Yeah. As soon as the seven talks, where, where, Harold's like, no, where was, where was, where was? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll listen. That was part of the reason I came here in the first place was to learn about the the mainland. Right. Um, and because the Faith of the Seven is not all that clear in the books, we'll just say you learned a lot about the theology of the Faith of the Seven. Sweet. So that's going to be a nice setup for whenever I get up to that point. So, yeah. Up to including how many um, angels can dance on the head of a bit. <laughs> Very specific. 
How big is the pin? Well, that depends. <laughs> are we talking like a regular standard pin, or are we talking about like a uh, a large pin? Um, somehow you've managed to stumble oh, upon a very heated theological topic, and the three of them begin bickering among themselves about the size of the pin. I give it's a small a nod. It's a blade pen. Exactly. Like lean back and I just watch this chaos. <laughs> because you know, there's different you know gauges of pen as well. You yeah. Very thin one, very wide one. So on the third day, the Silent Sisters um, set up their cauldron again. This time right next to the stream, and they start boiling water, and they start. They go from, they start with the first noble, take the bones out, mm-hmm. and start boiling the bones and, mm-hmm. and scrubbing off what remains. Okay. What flesh remains. And, um, and it is a rather, still rather gruesome work, even though the beetles have eaten away. Mm-hmm. Much, I still watch quite a bit of stuff on them. Um, how do they recollect the beetles? <laughs> they have some large jars with um, cloth at the top, and they put the bones and the skull in, in each of these jars. That is just large enough to fit, long enough to fit a, I guess a femur, that'd be the longest bone, mm-hmm. so thereabouts. Two feet tall, and they put the skull in the bottom along with they scoop up some of the duff and put it in there, and then set that uh, back in the cart. And they do this for each of the nobles in turn. And um, on the side, they will trace out the sigil, and you can mm. see they're writing some other numbers. Corresponding to the date. And then she drew their faces. Or she drew well, this. Not really their faces, oh, it's okay. the sigil. Just the sigil. And some information about age, perhaps. Mm, you get a okay. big idea of the age. Um, but uh, as far as faces beyond perhaps if they had a beard or what color the hair was, okay. um, at the point where they found them, there's not going to be that much recognizable. Especially facial features. <laughs> yes. So. Um, but there is some basic information that would identify. I'll help with the beetle collecting. Handle handle insects. <laughs> I suppose Frost the crow would, would have fun with that, pouncing around and chasing after beetles that have gotten loose. Um, and you can see they kind of try to shovel some of the the duff left over back into other jars. Duff? Like the... Um, the remains of oh, okay. the body and the scraps mm. and oh. and the the beetles running around. Okay. Um, to, to recollect these jars that they can then use later on. Okay. Um, Quite the but, process. Yes. But at the end of um, the day, all the dead have been accounted for. Do they have? Previous jars on their cart? Yes. Looks like from battles? Oh. Yes, you can see there's a line of jars, um, and they have uh, various uh, sigils inscribed on them with, with various writings. So you can see they've been traveling 
I'll, I'll ask him, do you, do you have the young moose jar? Do you want them to have the young moose in the jar? You can spend a destiny point. Oh, burn? Make it happen. Oh. Not, no, not burn. Or, just spend it. No, burn. No, this no, is like a minor thing. Because oh, like, this I, isn't going to be like I, for, a, I forget the terminology for it. Uh, no, no. This is just... You're just spending it. Because you'll get it back at the end of the, okay. after the scene. Then but, yes. Do you happen to have the, the young mooses Charlie spoke about? They, they nod, and the younger one leads you in points to one. You can see um, the, the moose of Hornwood inscribed on the side of this uh, clay jar, and you can see um, numbers indicating mm. the rough age, so sometime somewhere in the mid-teens. Were you guys at the Battle of the Green Fork at all? No, no okay. they were at the Whispering, the Whispering. Whispering Wood, and they had, after the Whispering Wood, they started moving north. Other bands of Silent Sisters have followed, followed the main army, of, of the young wolf, um, but there were reports of banditry, and they're, mm. they're following along, following the, the trail of the dead, and also taking some of these that they've collected onward with them to repatriate to the north. Do you mind if I take it and return it to his house? Um, she shakes her head and says, "We can't." I can't trust them. You can travel with us to ensure that it gets there. Are you headed all the way north? Eventually, in time. Um, she does explain that if they get a lot of them, there is a sept in Seaguard mm. that they can that has a house of the Silent Sisters or a sept in Seaguard that is dedicated to the Silent Sisters, their order. Uh, and if they deliver it there, other Silent Sisters could take the, the bones um, northward, and assuming that the house is willing to I, compensate the Silent I Sisters. I kind of like gesture her closer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I I won't I won't defile it. I I, I kind of touch the jar. I have I have an oath to him. I would like to return him home. Um, you may travel with us. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll point out the Silent Sisters don't seem to have much in the way of weapons, so if you were just to grab the jar and book it, they're not really going to be able to stop you. Okay. Just, that's what you not, want to do. Not at this moment. <laughs> not at this current junction. <laughs> 20 minutes later. <laughs> Okay, so Harold has found the remains of his half brother. Half brother? He doesn't know what's his half brother. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, at this point, the silent sister does kind of look back and forth and say, Yeah, there is a resemblance. Resemblance? Is he kin to you? No, I was just. I've sworn an oath to their house. I was taken in at a young age by Lord Harnwood, and he raised me, and I stayed in the castle, and the master taught me to care for animals. A young age, you say? Mm-hmm. A little too much for animals, if you take my meaning. Hmm. 
so that there is no relation. My apologies. All you northerners are the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that is racist. <laughs> they all have beards. Yeah. All have beards. All look angry all the time. Always yelling the winter. Winter is coming. Um, it's cold. You have found someone for whom you care deeply. Um, anybody else want to do anything before the, the South Sisters break camp and start heading out again? Nah, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. It's funny because uh, everybody used to say me and Daryl look like we could be brothers. That's funny she says that. Hmm. It's a mystery no one will ever be able to see. But he never really liked me. I never used to pick on me. He wouldn't let me read any of the war books. Oh, maybe because it smelled like animal shit. I I showered every week. What's the shower? I'm bathed. <laughs> you know, under the waterfall. Waterfall shower. That's what I call it. It'll never catch on. <laughs> every week, yes. Your, your fellow compatriots at House Hornwood would have thought you were quite clean. It's obsessed with cleanliness, taking bathing every week. When everyone knows know. that you got to be dirty to scare away the demons and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um, uh, the Silent Sisters pack everything up and uh, they do make a point of scrubbing after um, dealing with the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they loaded up the carts and so I'll say this is the next morning. So another night passes uneventfully. And so they uh, they set off, heading north toward Seven Straits. Okay. Uh, do you want to travel with them? Yeah. 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 Okay. As Harold, Dagon, and Roderick join the Silent Sisters on their grisly journey, Harold Snow finds himself obsessed with the bones of Darren Hornwood and his vow to House Hornwood. Will he come to understand his connection to the noble House Hornwood? Will traveling with the Silent Sisters protect the deserters from harsh Westeros justice? Or will it lead them to meeting out more of the strangers' rewards? Find out in future episodes of The Broken Men. <laughs>